Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. This is the third Sunday in the sermon series that we're offering this month. And as you recall, the series is titled, The Moment I Realized. And I can introduce my specific title this morning by telling you about a man named Henry Nouwen. Henry Nouwen was a Roman Catholic priest, he was a seminary professor, and he was a best-selling author. And at one point in his career, Nouwen took off a whole year to live and travel with a circus. And in particular, he spent time with a company of trapeze artists called the Flying Rodleys. And one day, Nowen was asking the leader, Rodley, about the secret of being a trapeze artist. This is what Rodley said. As a flyer, I must have complete trust in the catcher. The public thinks that I'm the star as I do all of those flips and spins in the air. But the real star is Joseph, my catcher, on the other side of the trapeze. He has to be there for me with split-second precision to grab me out of the air as I come to him in the long jump. The secret is that the flyer does nothing and the catcher does everything. Can I just repeat that sentence? Because it's the key to unlocking this morning's gospel, and it really is the entire gospel in a nutshell. The secret is that the flyer does nothing, and the catcher does everything. And then Rodley goes on to finish, the worst thing a flyer can do is to try to catch the catcher. The flyer must simply trust with outstretched arms that the catcher will be there. So that's where my title for this third Sunday in our series comes from, the moment I realized that Christianity is trustworthy. And I wish I could travel back in time and tell the young man that we met in the gospel that Nancy just read all about the wisdom of the Flying Rodleys. Now, you know this story. A young man runs up to Jesus and falls on his knees, and he asks Jesus what he needs to do to get into heaven. And Jesus says, well, first of all, you got to keep the Ten Commandments. And the young man says, I've already done that all my life. And then comes one of the most beautiful sentences in the entire Bible. It's a sentence that has a double whammy. The first half simply says, Jesus looked at him. But that's not quite accurate. Um, The Greek is stronger. The sentence really says, Jesus looked straight at him. Jesus looked straight into his eyes. Jesus looked straight into his soul. This passage is all about the moment in which you and I say, I could see it in your eyes. I could see the strain. I could see the worry. I could see the sadness. I could see it in your eyes. That's the first half of this wonderful sentence. And then comes the second half, and it's only three words. Jesus looked at him, 
and loved him. Isn't that magnificent? Imagine somebody seeing you all the way through, all the way down, knowing everything about you and loving you 100% as is. I get the sense here that Jesus is really not all that impressed that this fellow could keep the Ten Commandments. I get the sense that Jesus is simply glad that this young man has sought him out. And then, right after this amazing sentence, there comes one of the hardest sentences in the entire Bible. It's so hard that it almost makes me wish that the young man had never showed up at all. Jesus says to him, go, sell what you have, and give your money to the poor. My own Bible translates that verse just a little differently. My Bible says, go, sell what you have, and give your money to the 2019 Annual Stewardship Pledge Drive at Calvary St. George's Church. But what a roller coaster for this young man to go directly from a statement of incredible love to a command that is so extraordinarily hard. And you remember how the young man deals with this roller coaster. This look of sadness comes over his face. He gets up, he walks away. The only person in the Gospels to ever walk away from Jesus sad. I wish I'd been there. Because I'd want to tell this young man that sometimes it's okay to sell your possessions. Sometimes it's okay to let go of that particular trapeze. Sometimes it's okay to take that particular risk. Because sometimes the opposite of selling your possessions is not being poor, it's being free. And what I find to be so extraordinary is the incredible skill that God has given to Jim Monroe to spot with such clarity this lack of trust in other people. I said that at 10 o'clock and nobody laughed. I thought it was hysterically funny. But let me give you an example. Do you remember the movie Alien? Concerns a monster who's loose on a spaceship and who's eating people. It's a, it's a really cool movie. At one point, one of the crew members goes into an air tunnel. And the man comes to a fork in the tunnels. And he has to choose between two branching tunnels. One tunnel leads to freedom. And the other tunnel leads to the monster. And the audience can see which tunnel contains the monster, but the man cannot. Of course, he chooses the tunnel uh, with the monster. At that exact moment, the man who was sitting beside me in the theater leapt to his feet. And in a voice that echoed to every corner of the theater, and I swear to you, I am not making this up, he screamed at the top of his lungs, You idiot! Not that way! That's exactly what I want to say to the young man in today's gospel. Don't turn away from Jesus. Take the risk. Let go. And the only problem is that when I finish spotting this lack of trust in everyone around me, I faintly hear these same words being said to me. 
And I realized that, in fact, I feel a real kinship with the young man in today's gospel. Because there's this fear in me. This fear that if I let go, I won't be caught. There's this fear that, for instance, if I make a real financial pledge to Calvary St. George's for next year's ministry, my own financial needs might not get caught. And that's a terrible fear because I also see all of the joy and the freedom that comes when you do let go. All of those flips and turns and soaring through the air. I mean, what a terrible fear that I might reject precisely that which can set me free. That's why I want to tell you about this moment in which I realized that Christianity is trustworthy. It happened back in 1993, and we had a brand new bishop in the Diocese of Western Massachusetts. His name was Bob Denig, and after he was consecrated, the first thing he did was to hold a day for the clergy of the diocese. And there was a lot of expectation about our new leader and how he was going to galvanize us to deeper faith and to more action. And instead of getting into the pulpit, Bob sat down in a chair right in the front in the middle of the aisle. His opening words were these. I want to tell you about a time when, as a priest and the rector of a church, I completely lost my faith. And he went on to tell us that eight years earlier, the reality of God and Jesus and grace and faith had simply disappeared from his life for a period of time. And he spoke in vivid terms about that time and about how hard and how scary it had been. And then he ended his talk with these words. He said, So, if any of you ever find yourself going through a similar time, know that your bishop has been there and that I would love to talk with you. So there I sat, the rector of a church, a person who found much of his worth in presenting himself to the congregation as a man of deep faith. And my new bishop was telling me that I was welcome in those 3 a.m. moments in which I wrestle with my faith. Those 3 a.m. moments in which I fear that I might not get caught. That in those 3 a.m. moments, I was welcome, as is. Which is how I learned to trust a little bit more that the hand of Jesus will always be there. And I learned it because Jesus has done exactly what he asked of the rich young ruler. Jesus gave up not only his possessions, but his entire life. And in the face of such complete and unconditional self-giving on the cross, I find that I'm enabled to begin to respond in all sorts of ways including my pledge for the coming year. The uh, trapeze artist Rodley said to Henry Nouwen, the flyer must simply trust with outstretched arms that the catcher will be there. So, what 
trapeze might God be calling you and me to loosen our grip on even this morning? How about you and I this morning in God's name risk the leap and take wing and soar? So here's one last little picture of what it might mean to risk the leap. Theodore Parker Ferris was the rector of Trinity Church in Boston in the last century. And one evening, Ferris was having dinner with a young man. And they were talking about the young man's father, who was known to be a stern man. And the young man said that when he had been in the army, he had made a terrible mistake and got into trouble and was given a dishonorable discharge. And he knew that what he had done had disgraced his family. And he was sure that his father would be outraged. But he also felt that he needed to tell his father what had happened. So I did, the young man said. I wired him and told him what happened. My father sent a telegram back. The telegram had three sentences in it. I will stand by you no matter what happens. I will be there in the morning. Remember whose you are. Right at this moment, the Lord Jesus is standing right in front of you and me, just as he stood in front of that rich young ruler. And right at this moment, the Lord Jesus is looking you and me right in the eye, just as he looked in the eye of that young man. And the Lord Jesus this morning is saying to you and to me, I will stand by you no matter what. I will be there. Remember whose you are. And that's the only reason why I can dare to say to you and to myself this morning, Just stretch out your arms. The catcher will be there. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.